Welcome to the season finale of Cut the Four Plays. Wow, a bitch can really hold her breath since she quit smoking. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. My name is Nadia Favre and I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away. And you heard me correctly today. It is the season finale of uh, season three of Cut the Foreplay. Why? When we could just do a thousand episodes and never talk about seasons? Because I like to arrange things and arranging things makes me happy because I'm a Virgo. I'm a rigid bitch who doesn't like fun. So don't be thrown by the, the finale vibes. Next week there's an opener and everything will be good and pure. Don't you worry the opener will be about me turning 30 but let's never talk about that because i'm just pretending to be not it's hard for me okay let's just it's it's hard for me so the thing that i've learned about season uh finales the things that i've learned about content in general i've learned from gray's anatomy this is why i'm so dramatic i know that repetition is key repetition is key When it comes to making content, this is what I've heard. I've also noticed that things have to come full circle for you to feel that little nostalgic sting and sweetness. For instance, if Meredith Grey is drowning in the beginning of a Grey's Anatomy episode, then in the finale, she's sitting in a bathtub. You know what I mean? It's just quite on the nose with the symbolism there. So I thought we would do exactly that because at the beginning of season three, I made an episode called Let's Talk Being in a Coma because I hadn't released an episode of this show for 20 months because of my mental breakdown. (laughs) Sorry, got a cough here. Uh, I didn't release an episode for 20 months because of stuff. So I thought it would be awkward for us to just jump in and talk about random things when we hadn't caught up with everything that was relevant in the 20 months that I wasn't there. So that's what I did. Now come season finale, we have to go full circle hit you in that nostalgic sweet spot and talk about things that are completely irrelevant that are happening present day. (laughs) When I said it to myself in my head, it sounded great. And now that I say it out loud, it sounds even fucking better. So buckle up, motherfucker. We're going to talk about shit that doesn't matter. Good morning. 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 Good morning. Enjoying your tea? Yeah, I like tea. How do you like your tea? How do you like your tea? How do you take your tea? It's National Sweet Tea Day. Tea. How do you take your tea? Y'all want a sweet tea? How about a sweet tea? Y'all want a sweet tea? How much tea do you drink? How is your tea, dear? I don't drink sweet tea. Blasphemer! Happy National Sweet Tea Day. Let's start the show. Let's get this thing started. Let's do it. Here we go. National Tea Day. In what country? I have no idea. On what day? I have no idea. It's definitely not today. It's definitely not Kenya, so that should set the pace for the rest of the show. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like this podcast gives me too much freedom, and I'm a little bit scared, but also aroused. Which, to be honest, is like two of my perma moods in life in general, so I feel like I'm representing myself very well. To start off these irrelevant Olympics, I thought we would go with this simple discovery, okay? Is it really the end of the eternal quest to find a hangover cure that actually works? Well, I have some deets for you. A group of researchers in Finland... Didn't I just watch a Finnish movie the other day? Was that Finnish? No, they were speaking Flemish. Fuck. 
fuck. Okay, never mind it. Never mind it, a group of researchers in Finland just wrapped up a study on a potential cure for hangovers and they say they found one that really gets the job done. In my life, I've had a lot of people tell me a lot of different things. Some people are like, just eat greasy food, you'll be okay. And I'm like, but the nausea. And some people are like, I just sit in bed and must masturbate. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair cure for everything. <laughs> I swear by like a swim. If you have if you have access to water, a swim is solid or a run. Yes, I'm one of those people, but it depends on the degree of the hangover. There are hangovers where you can't even lotion your own legs because if you bend over, you're going to throw up. <sighs> I really, yep, there's no cure for a hangover. This is why this falls in the irrelevant category because regardless of what they tell me, I'm not going to believe them. So let's go on with it. It's an amino acid called l I can't pronounce that. And they found when people used it after they drank heavily, it helped get rid of the headaches and the nausea. If you are interested in trying this out, you can get the l at a vitamin and supplement store. It's supposed to help with your skin, hair, and nails as well. <laughs> You're gonna wake up magically attractive and not hungover. What a time to be alive. If there's a hangover cure, I don't really care about the nausea. I just want it to stop the feeling of impending doom. If you wake up with a hangover, you're like, I'm a bad person. Everything that I've ever done is bad. Nobody likes me. I don't even like myself. Why am I here? Something bad is gonna happen to me. I'm gonna be in a plane crash, even if you're not gonna be on a flight that day. That's what I want a pill to stop telling me about nausea. Sidebar, being in isolation really makes me realize how much I shed. It's like everywhere I look, hair. Looky, looky, winner, winner, chicken dinner, yet another survey here for us. Nothing says irrelevant to me like a survey or like statistics say, and then the next day they're like, actually just kidding, coconut oil is really bad for you when you cook it, you have to cook it at exactly 25 degrees. It's like, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. You know what? I wish life were simpler. And I was playing Omo Pika Box at home while I watched TV and KBC shut down at eight o'clock. And in the morning, Kiwi would keep my shoes protected for a long, long time. Now life is just fucking complex and I can't handle it. It's like when I was younger, I was told I had to be Scary Spice and then now as an adult, they're like, no, you gotta be Jerry, you gotta be posh, you gotta be wiser, you gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger. What song is that? All I know, all I know, love will say Banger, whatever it is, full on banger. I, we're really digressing, hold on. Let's get back to it. 88% of women say men who wear face masks in public are sexier than men who don't, according to a new survey. So I tweeted this a while ago and said that human beings are so adaptable, it's crazy because when I go outside and I see like people wearing masks, automatically I'm like, I want to touch you. You are attractive to me. And then all of a sudden this survey fell right into my lap. And here we are, me proving a point. Apparently advertising that you're totally indifferent towards whether other people live or die isn't a turn on to women. What a fucking surprise. You know what women also don't like? Actually, we don't have time for that list because it's gonna take up the rest of the episode and that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for irrelevant things. So 88% of women uh, think that it's sexy when people wear masks and that stats held up even for women who are currently in a relationship with a guy who doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> Your partner is not rational, neither do they have any empathy. I would leave that fucker in a heartbeat. Literally, I would go from like, baby, you're the love of my life. I wanna be with you forever. Look at my locket. It has some of your hair in it to get the guy out of my house. 
You gotta be bold. You gotta be loud. You gotta be wiser. This survey also found that 6% of women say they've had sex with a face mask on since the pandemic started. <gasps> I'm kind of vibing that. That's like some cheeky role play that I'm here for. Face mask, and then they're like, I gotta amputate your leg from the thigh down. And I'm like, fuck it, get the chainsaw. I think I might be into some really weird shit. So I thought to myself, if you are a person that's uh, wearing a mask, man or woman, this one goes out to you. If you're a person who cares whether other people live or die, this one, this banger goes out to you. If you're a person that wears a mask that covers both their nose and their mouth, baby, this one goes out to you. I'm too sexy for this mask. You know why I wear this mask so you don't have to ask. I'm too sexy for my mask. I have to wear a mask or my life might be trashed. I have Paisley's printed on my mask and my protection's the talk of the town now. They're all jealous of my flu mask. It's a fashionable mask protecting my ass. I'm too sexy to get ill. Too sexy to get ill. My filtered air gives them thrills. I'm too sexy for the flu. I really enjoyed that because it was one of the least sexiest things I've ever heard in my life. Yo, honestly, trust white men to kill it. The part of the survey earlier that says that people have had sex with masks on reminds me of like, <laughs> I don't know why, I just thought about role play and then I thought about dirty talk and then I thought about in Scary Movie uh, when the couple are having sex. I think it's the second one. The couple are having sex and the guy's obviously in the closet and um, he's like, talk dirty to me and then it gets really out of control and she's like, I'm a shit on these walls, Ray. <laughs> And he's like, no, no, that's too dirty. Ugh. Regina Hall has never been better in anything else. And that's not like me saying she's a bad actress. That's an ode to how spectacular she was in all of the scary movie movies. Prime. When she freaks out at the funeral and starts dragging around the body and yelling, Cindy! <laughs> when she's at the movie theater yelling at the screen. It's a lot of yelling, I just realized that. And when she's standing in front of the TV and the girl from the ring is coming out and she's like, Cindy, why your TV wet? <laughs> I can't talk about this next thing without there being some scary music, so... There's always complaints when a movie studio announces they're remaking a classic, but it doesn't always go this far. Now, let me put this out there because I totally believe in what I'm about to say. A reboot of The Exorcist is scheduled for a release in 2021, and there's a petition at change.org, which you can join, to stop it. It says, quote, The Exorcist is a horror classic and one of the scariest movies ever made if not the scariest. The original movie was made in the 70s and is still relevant today. We horror fans, moviegoers, cinephiles, movie buffs do not want to or need to have a remake. And this petition is to stop the greedy Hollywood machine from remaking The Exorcist as we already know that a remake will never equal the original. So they go on to say stop spending millions in remaking great movies and hire people who can create new original stories instead. And I'm absolutely here for that statement and everything that was said prior to that statement. Other than motherfucking Mulan, if you've listened to my last episode, I cry about uh, Disney only releasing it on Disney Plus because Disney hates Africans and I can't watch it in September when it's out. I would pay the $30, but they're not even giving me access to Mulan. Mulan! 
If you don't like watching horror movies, then you suck because horror movies are absolutely fantastic. And another survey showed that horror movies burn calories. So jokes on you, motherfucker. Here's a little information that will give you some insight. The original Exorcist came out in 1973, and it was followed by the second one, which was in 1977, which, if you haven't watched, was absolute shat. And the one that came out in 1990, the year that I was born, Exorcist 3 Legion, is actually quite good and highly underrated. So if you're going to watch it, maybe watch the first one and then skip the second one, go straight for the third one. If the petition doesn't go through, which it probably won't, and they'll still make the remake, if they do do that, ooh, we doubles. <laughs> if they do do it, if they do it, um, I hope they use the stellar line, your mother sucks cock in hell delivered in this manner your mother sucks cocks in hell which is you know both a fantastic line in the movie and also my future wedding vows so two birds one stone two girls one cup coming in at the peak of irrelevance this is some news devastating news in fact i thought 2020 was done with us but they're like no we're gonna bring back the locust plus ben affleck still has a place in the dc universe he's returning as batman in the upcoming flash movie i just Cool. I want it to stop. I would play you the trailer, but like, really, that man needs no more attention in this life. And now, this. Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? She's alarming, but disarming, and a really very charming modern girl. Karen. If I heard that clip without context, I'd be like, what on fuck? Fucking earth is happening. Well, I am here to tell you. This is strange because it's both irrelevant, but it has me shook. Now, <laughs> you have seen her call the manager on Facebook. Now, see it on the big screen. Get ready for a movie called Karen. It's literally a movie called Karen about a woman being a Karen. It's played by Taryn Manning. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her first name, T-A-R-Y-A-N, who knows, who knows? But she plays um, Pensatucky in Orange is the New Black. She's got that like kind of like trailery toothless vibe and she's the perfect pick. Now it's her as a racist entitled Southern woman trying to get rid of her African-American neighbors. I think there's a lot that you can take away from a movie uh, that's that has that as a premise, but I think it belittles it to have a title like Karen. I'm sure this is going to be a definite hit or miss, most likely miss, but, but I'm probably going to watch it. I'm not going to lie. So if that is still too subtle for you, the character's full name is Karen White. <laughs> oh God. Karen is scheduled to hit theaters next year. So from one year of sadness into a year of mediocrity, you know what? At least we're going to be together. See that uplifting, sweet message? I think that's a perfect segue to, to bring in my awkwardness and my sincerity because, you know, the latter can't exist without the former for me. Uh, I want to thank you for being so supportive. This last season has been spectacular and fun to make. And you guys have really tolerated my shit because I realized how much I upped my fuckery. And uh, yeah, I thank you. It, I have enjoyed it a lot. Also, I just realized that if I wanted to make an episode about irrelevant things, I should have just invited a bunch of men on here to give me their opinions.